This is an AMI podcast. Oh, hello. It is Monday, the 9th of January, 2023. And Stephen Scott back with you today for another week of Double Tap. And today, possibly one of the most exciting stories we've ever covered on this show. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Sean Priest, how are you? Ooh, I'm excited, apparently. One of the most exciting stories we've ever covered. Yes. Wow, that's, that's bold talk, Stephen Scott. Well, you know me, I'm a bold man. Or is yes, it bold? <laughs> nearly. Bold? Bold? But maybe it's an accent thing. I don't know. But yeah, all right. Let's leave that alone. What a shambles of a start already. Unbelievable. (laughs) What is new? What a new week. How's your weekend? Oh, absolutely terrible. Absolutely everyone in the house has, I did say a cold to you, uh, you know, in one of our private chats there, Steve. private chat, wasn't it? It's turned into the flu. No one can move. Their muscles are... I am constantly making hot water bottles, hot chocolate... Uh, and trying to find any sore throat lozenges anywhere in any store is just absolutely ridiculous. £15 I paid for some throat lozenges the other day because everywhere is sold out. It's a disgrace. Thank you. How's your weekend? Oh, better than that. <laughs> I'm the last man standing in my house, so uh, I'm just saying next week I may not be here. Oh, good. I'm looking forward to that. Um, in fact, oh, actually, nice. Yeah, that's not bad. Thanks. Um, I've got some things I want to do. You know, I was kind of thinking of doing a couple of features and stuff. Maybe you're not around. That's perfect. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's me stopping you doing your feature. I do apologise. Unbelievable. Yeah, all these demos they want me to do. It's because you just keep me talking <laughs> in our private chats. Exactly. Hey, listen. That microphone of yours is just. Do you know? It is the worst microphone you have ever. Oh, what's happening now? What's the matter with it now? I'm I'm getting you in, like, if you're listening to this in mono, you won't notice it. Or maybe you will, I don't know. But but there's a weird, like, thing going on. And it's as if if you're pressing a button on your little console there. And it's creating creating a problem, Sean. I'm not going to lie. You're upsetting me. I won't press any buttons. All right, happy now? As you said to me earlier, blind ears. Well, my blind ears are working way too well. I am amazed, actually. I'll be honest. I am amazed at how well my ears work, considering the abuse over the years I've put them through. You know what? I've started to, when I'm doing an edit or whatever, I've started to try and just use speakers rather mm. than headphones. But I always think I'm going to, I fear I'm going to miss something. You do miss things. You do. You don't, you don't hear it the same because the thing is, yeah. I, I used to do the same thing. I did. I used to do exactly the same thing. I'd sit back with my big speakers on. But of course, the problem is you're not hearing all those little nuances. Oh, very good. Yeah. Nuances. No, that's a French word. Right. Is that a French yeah, word? No, no, yeah, 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 yeah. It's those hisses and things like that. You've got to be, you need headphones on. If I keep this up with the language, we could end up on AMI telly. Oh, could we? How, how, what do you mean? You know, the French Channel. Oh, the French Channel. Yes, absolutely. Well, well, mon sure. oui, mon oui, mange tout. Don't upset Mr. F today. Come on, he's just back. He's not. God bless you, know, you Mr. F. Is he back? Be Has he been? He's, he's been away. He, Has he been they, on they a get mission? Holi- Bosses get holidays. Oh, it's ridiculous. Well, is this his first day back after Christmas? This is, his, I think it is, yeah. Well, I'll put it unbelievable. this unbelievable. This is the first WhatsApp message he's responded to me today, so I'm assuming today's the day he decided to come back. <laughs> that means nothing, Stephen. He might just be blanking us. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's funny, right? You, you text him and, and, and you get no response, and you think, oh, God, we're cancelled. That's it. We're finished. A- absolutely. Yeah. How does this podcast thing work? <laughs> <laughs> How do we sell people? How do we sell people in the idea of paying for this rubbish? Um, Don't don't say rubbish. That's not selling it, is it? This is solid gold. Hello, listeners. How are you doing? Actually, speaking of which, today I think is possibly my most uh, exciting show. I I am so excited about this one because Mm. we Mm. are going to talk today about driverless cars. Now, we've talked about driverless cars before. A thousand years in the future, yep. Well, one thing we've never done is experienced what it's like to be in one. Oh, well, I have. I've been in a driverless car. Not the same. Not the Not same. Quite Being the in same. it while it parks isn't the same. Being in it while it does that stupid little dance isn't the same. It's not the same. But it was quite exciting, I won't lie. Yes, um, true. But today we are going to be speaking to someone who has been in a driverless car, a new 
uh, driverless car scheme in Phoenix and Arizona. You might remember us talking about this last week, I think we mentioned this. And funnily enough, when I mentioned it, I thought about this guy. And I thought, God, it'd be great if, if he had tried one of these out. Well, Greg Hayes is one of our listeners, and he's in Phoenix, Arizona. They have a scheme that's gone public. So it's like public trials now going on with these driverless cars where you can ring one up essentially through an app and it will come and pick you up and take you where you want to go within a very, I think it's a limited radius at the moment. But Downtown. Yeah, downtown, downtown Phoenix. It's a city, yeah, I guess. is probably the kind of main bit. It's not going to take you out into the weeds. But um, downtown. Hey, this guy's out. What's that song? Thank you. Great. Well, um, okay. Yeah. Um, Leave anyway. that link. That's a different song I'm thinking of entirely, yeah. actually. Okay. Um, no, it, it is. Shut up. It's very, <laughs> is very exciting because I've said before, every time we've talked about this, ah, we're not going to get driverless cars for, uh, not in our lifetime, is something I keep saying. Mm-hmm. Because honestly. Which is rubbish. Well, well, maybe it is because it Greg. Is. Greg has, you know, real life experience of it. But, Which is why you're talking rubbish. What? No, no. I'm talking about when any one of us can can use a driverless car ourselves, no matter where we are, until it's a global concern. That's what I'm saying. Uh, We're not yeah, going to get I think, there. I think that's called backpedaling. I, I am not hear back- you backpedaling. I, I've never pedaled in my life, sir. No, that's I dare true. you. Okay, that's fine. I will take that back. All but right. no, th- this is a really interesting story. So Greg Hayes joins us today. So I would recommend you get a cup of tea or a cup of coffee or, you know, depending on when you listen to this, something stronger, like, you know, at nine o'clock in the morning, whatever suits you. Booze. Uh, booze. Get yourself booze. a drink and, yep. uh, you know, relax and sit back and because you're going to hear Greg's experience. He's actually recorded his time in the car. We're going to hear all that and talk to Greg as well. So that's coming up a bit later. Very exciting. But there is some other news. In the meantime, mm, and mm, uh, this mm. came out just at tail end of last week, and it is news about Blind Shell Classic 2. And uh, our very own uh, Michael Babcock got in touch with us to tell us all about the news. As featured on his own podcast, he broke the news there on Mute Presents, is his podcast. And uh, this is uh, Michael, who got in touch with us to tell us about the news for Double Tap. So Blind Shell USA announced a huge advance to the Blind Shell Classic 2. As of the 5th, you can get Bard in the US on the Blind Shell Classic 2. Now, for those who don't know, if you are a U.S. citizen, the Library of Congress has a program who can help print disabled, which does include individuals who are blind or sight impaired, with getting access to audio material. This has been available on a cartridge where you could play it in the Bard player. You could download an app to your iPhone. You could download an app to Android. Other MP3 players had access to Bard and and still do. But the Blind Shell Classic 2 did not. And for the most part it's a fairly simple interface there's a little bit more button pressing than what i would necessarily like but you know things can change and the fact is bard is now on the blind shell classic 2 huge huge if you haven't checked it out yet go to the app catalog look at the new apps or recently added and download bard if it's for some reason still not available give it another day or so and people will get it then and you may get a notification letting you know about new apps available if you haven't purchased the blind shell classic 2 yet because you were concerned about not being able to do something like use bard now is the time to check it out and a recent podcast that i heard Blind Shell USA said this is just the start, and there's some more exciting apps to come later this month, hopefully. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that, Michael. Thank you for the report and the update on that. Of course, very much a U.S. news story. Uh, I don't know if there are people outside of the U.S. who use Bard, but you know that is going to affect a lot of people who want access to that library. And uh, I think this is great news, and it's showing how the, the Blind Shell Classic 2 is kind of ingratiating itself, Sean, with the blind community, you know, services that we all use. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Now, I'm not going to put a downer on this, Stephen. Please don't say go. that I am. No, I'm slightly surprised that a audiobook service like this wasn't already included because it is one of the you know main uses. I listen to audiobooks all the time on my smartphone using the Audible app. Um, Bard is something I haven't tried, but it's something I've heard of so many times purely because it's not available over here in the UK. But um yeah, I think this is great news. And it does show that the the commitment that Blind Shell actually do have in continuing developing the apps 
for Blind Shell as a platform. You know, yeah. it's not a case of they just worked on this for launch and, you know, it is what it is. They're continuing to to work on the, bringing these new apps to the platform. I think it's great. Yeah. And, you know, that's the whole thing, right, is about making more of these apps more available. I mean, I think what I'd say is I guess that Bard is, a, I think it's an app on iOS and I think it's an app on Android. It obviously has to be an app on Android for it to be essentially ported into the Blind Shell Classic 2. It's kind of... Um, there's work done. I, I, I can't really get the sense of what, how they do this, but they essentially, I guess, skin the app a little bit to, to suit. Maybe they, I, I don't know. I mean, I tried, we spoke to Blind Shell about this and even they couldn't really explain it to me in any way that I could understand. <laughs> Does so, <it> sound good? <laughs> I, I, well, I, they obviously have their, their people who, the developers who kind of work on this with the app developer and they kind of make it work into their system, which is absolutely fantastic. Not the only ones though. Bard is of course uh, one of the big announcements. But uh, Darren got in touch with us uh, just before Christmas, actually. Uh, one of our emails we got during the, the festive period. And uh, he got in touch to tell us about some other updates to Blanchell Classic 2 that he is really pleased about. Hello, this is Darren from Bexley. You were saying about a gentleman who has muscular dystrophy found um, it helpful that Siri answered and dealt with calls. It's, as you said, it's often the little things that make the big difference. So I agree. Um, Blind Shell have been very active in the week up to Christmas. They've released a system update for the screen reader and they've released a few apps. Um, a currency converter, translator and a file manager. But the one that I was really pleased about, they've released a chess app. Now, I don't know how to play chess yet, um, but I would like to. Um, the problem was that there didn't seem to be an accessible talking chess computerized device up until now. Uh, they were around, but they tended to be very smooth magnetic boards. And obviously there's no tactile markings on the square. So you wouldn't, a blind person like myself who's totally blind wouldn't have a clue where you're moving the pieces. Um, so it's good that blind shall have done it. So you can play against the computer. So at least it's a start, and I think it's a good thing because at least now I have a talking chess computer, and the best thing is I didn't have to pay a penny for it other than what I've already shelled out for the blind shell to in the first place, so it cost me nothing, which I'm pleased about even more. Uh, that's all for now. I'm enjoying the shows and look forward to more. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you, Darren. And yeah, I mean, there you go. Just a little thing like that, right? You know, something that... Darren wants to do is play chess and he thinks, hey, it'd be nice to do, but how can I do it accessibly? An app like this comes along. He knows because this app is built on the Blind Shell Classic that it is going to be accessible to him. So everybody wins. Yeah, it's currency great. converter, um, translator as well. So as he said, it's those little things, right? All those little updates. It just shows that they are still committed to it. So yeah, excellent. So we Thank heard you, from Michael Babcock today. Uh, we're going to be hearing from Michael again soon because you might remember uh, at the tail end of last year, I was mentioning to you some of the features that Michael wants to work on for us. And he's he's working on some reviews and demos for us. And one in particular is for the Mini Vision 2, which I would say is possibly the competitor to the Blind Shell Classic. I think that's fair to say. Yes. Um, I mean, it's the same kind of design of phone, right? It's the T9 keyboard. It's not touchscreen. At least I don't mm -hmm. think it is. So, you know, Again, a really interesting device to learn about. And just to give you a bit of a flavour, I guess, of what is you know out there. So we're going to get a review from Michael. That is coming up later this week on the show. So you can look forward to that. Um, look at us planning ahead. What's going on I know. Here? I'm what looking forward to that as well, because you hear about the Blind Shell Classic all the time. Well, and we very talk rarely about it all the time. About, yeah, I, well, I, I don't hear about the other one. So No. Yeah. That's the point. And I think this year we want to do that. We want to try and kind of dig into some of the other... The other hardware out there that might be classed as specialist, although I don't think these are specialist devices, they are certainly they have specialism I, I, no, for I would blind say specialist. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not a dirty word, is it? I mean it's just no, no, absolutely not. It's a specialist price. It's a, 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 sorry, a specialist device, which is a decent price. There. That was so and I didn't know. Did not easy to say no. about the sounds of it, to be honest. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, let's go to some other voicemails that we got. Uh, Larry got in touch with us. Larry Birdsong. Don't you just love that oh, name? That is gorgeous. It's a brilliant name. He got in touch to share some thoughts following a conversation. I think this was a conversation Mark and I had. Uh, and I think this actually may have been the three of us. We were chatting about 
uh, CES. That's what it was. It was uh, last week we were talking about CES in the, the preview show and the lead up to it. Uh, this is Larry's comments on that. Hello, this is Larry Birdsong from Nevada City, California. I guess I'm getting a slow start to the year. I just listened to your January 3rd show yesterday, and uh, you don't know how inspiring you really are. Uh, you started out talking about Scotch whiskey and then the CES show. That inspired me to uh, monitor the show for an accessible, smart whiskey bottle. Uh, I need one that makes a tone every four hours while I'm awake. Uh, the reason for the four hours is to take my medication, and the tone is to find the bottle. For some reason, I don't always remember where I left it the last time the night before. Hmm, I wonder why. Uh, you see, I have a rare condition. It's called Scotch tapeworm. If I don't feed it every four hours, my, it gets very uncomfortable. So you don't know how inspiring you really are. Enjoy your show. Learn a lot about tech sometimes. And it's a lot of fun. I guess you could say that y'all put the F-U in fun. Thanks again. RP with RP. That's a retired person with retinitis pigmentosa. Very good. Very good. Thank you, Laddie. Oh, oh wow. that was not the email I was expecting from Mr. Bird I know, there. I know. It was, um, you're my Scotch tapeworm, Stephen Scott. Am I? Is that, oh, wow, there's a <laughs> horrible thought. Uh, I've been called many things in my life, never a tapeworm. <sighs> but equally as destructive, I guess. Yes. Um, yeah, well, there you go. I, I, accessible whiskey bottles. I think there's something in that. I mean, don't these smart bottles, I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, fun enough, one of the ones I have, not not a, not a whiskey bottle for sure, but um, I did buy one of these and I meant to do a review of it, but I haven't only because I've never used it yet. And it's oh, one of these on. things, it's just sat here forever. And last night I was setting up my Apple Watch. I've got a story to tell you about this, but I'm going to save this for another day. Um because, yeah, you're not going to be surprised to learn I have been spending a bit of money on Amazon. And um, I've on been. On Apple Watches? Uh, no, on something oh. else, which okay. is why I had to set up my Apple Watch again. Give you a clue. Oh, no. Okay. Um, so, anyway, as a result of that, one yes. of the apps I found is that the Hydrate app for the Hydrate Spark smart bottle um, is a thing on the Apple Watch, right? So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And. Um, yeah, these bottles are quite good. Now, I don't know if it has a tone in it to allow you to find it. Boop. I mean, I suppose the cheap way of doing it is stick an air tag to it, right? I mean, if you really wanted to, you could just stick that's an air true. tag somewhere on it. But I don't know. That's an interesting one. I will see if it has that function. Once I turn it on. Why would you buy it? I've I got a feeling you've had that for absolutely well, I have ages. Had it. it's been, I've had it for a while. My wife and I got one together. Neither of us, I think, have used it at all. Um, <laughs> I think I got, I've also got a terrible feeling that it's quite expensive. Um, I think it was about eighty, ninety dollars. Yes, that's quite expensive for, for basically a bottle. a bottle. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I did like the size of it. I mean, the thing is, I, 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 <laughs> like the size I, of it. Like the size. <laughs> never of it. used it. I, I, I love it so much. Uh, hence why I never used it. Um, no, I, honestly, it's ridiculous. But I do think it would be a really worthwhile thing. And you know, in the new year, it's weird. You always. I've been drinking a lot more water recently, and I thought, well, hang on, if I'm drinking more water, because I haven't really been, I've been bad at that the past little while. So I thought, well, if I'm going to drink more water, this is the best way to do it because it will track it for me. And that's a good thing. And also it kind of encourages you to take a drink. And, you know, they do say that, right? If you're having more, if, if you drink lots of water, they say if you if you're, think you're hungry, drink water. And apparently yeah. that t- tricks your brain into thinking doesn't you've work. eaten. No, yeah. I know it doesn't it's work. It's not the same as the chicken curry, let me just say. No, <laughs> no I'm, I'm trying to get off those at midday. That's the problem. I think it's just too much, to be perfectly honest. So, yeah, the smart water bottle might be uh, coming in. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking for Apple Watch apps, I think. That's the thing I've been looking for. Oh, good luck. There's, there's one I found which I think might be quite useful to me, and I quite like. You, you can pay for a pro version, which I think – I don't really know what it gives you access to, because of the ads and stuff – but mm. basically, it's an app to track parcels, and it's called Parcel. Oh, and yeah. that's yeah, pretty yeah. cool. And you can even integrate it with your Amazon account. So you don't have to go and, you know, you don't have to go through the whole process of always taking the tracking number and putting it into the app. Right. And actually, I've heard of Parcel because this has been in the States and elsewhere for a long time. 
And I don't quite understand. Amazon's great for knowing where your stuff is. And also just asking Lady A, your smart speaker, where's my stuff from Amazon? And it'll say, oh, it's due today between three and five or something. I think that's if it's coming coming from Amazon, yes. But if it's coming from a third party. Oh, I see. They don't include that. But Uh, if you you have the integration with Uh the parcel app, it will tell you anyway. And, of course, if you buy stuff from other stores. I mean, apparently there's other stores still available. I think that's rubbish. How can that possibly work? If Amazon can't offer the tracking, their third-party uh, companies can't offer the tracking, then how can Parcel get that information if it doesn't exist? Well, it does exist. As long as you have a tracking number, because what will happen is you... Well, if you've got you, a tracking number, then Amazon can offer you it. Well, I, I don't know how that... Wait, 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 wait. I don't know. No, I don't run Amazon. Okay. But I will say it's a good little app. And it's on the Apple Watch as well. The other one I was thinking about was Authenticator from Microsoft, but that's being discontinued, so that's a pain in the neck. Oh, you know what? I've just switched back to Keychain. Okay. Um, I just find Authenticator, when I'm trying to do the autofill, so when I'm trying to log in, oh, I mean, the amount of times I've had to log into Netflix over Christmas on the smart TV, on the Fire Stick, on the Apple TV, because someone changed the password and chose the log me out of every other device, which is always a nightmare. Um, What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Authenticator. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to do the autofill password to log into something. It doesn't always work. Now, the one I used to uh, use is Dropbox Passwords. For some reason, that stopped working ages ago, and I gave mm. up on that one. So I've gone back to Apple Keychain, and I'm going to look into the extension for the web browsers to integrate it back into Windows as well. Um, yeah, I, I, and of course, LastPass. If you use LastPass for your password manager, um, that's probably not a great idea anymore after it was hacked, and it was a big hack. Yeah, you see, this has always been my concern about these things. You know, the, the third party outside of the ecosystems. I don't know. Is, what's the equivalent on Google then? Is there a, a sort of Google equivalent to Keychain? I'm thinking for uh, Android. Yes, there people. is. Yeah, that's just Google Password, isn't it? Isn't that? Well, you've got Google Authenticator anyway. Yeah. But I mean, if you're using Chrome, you've got the Google Passwords built into that, which is actually quite good. Oh, through the Chrome browser? Through the Chrome browser, yes. But right, as for right. into apps itself and system, I, yeah, I don't know. I suppose Authenticator would be. Another app I'm playing with at the minute on the Apple Watch is Chirp for Twitter. And I think this has been updated recently because there's a lot more features to it. And there's a pro version as well. The pro version just lets you do a bit more, but it can be useful. Like you can send messages from there. You can reply to messages on your watch. And sometimes I'm just thinking, you know, I just want to go through Twitter and just check my messages or whatever. I found at the beginning it didn't work very well. It would give me like the first five tweets and then nothing else. But I think they've improved it. It certainly seems to be a lot more responsive now. So that's a good one. That's a great little well, app if you're on Twitter. What's the other one now? When it comes to Twitter, there's Jay also, isn't there? We were using Jay for a while on the Apple Watch. Um, yep. There was One of them had a problem with refreshing. You could like read three tweets and then yes. you would try to... I thought that was Chirp. Maybe it is Chirp. Maybe it was. Um, maybe that's why we moved to Jay. But uh, yeah, I don't know. But I, I know I, that you know, Chirp de- definitely has put a lot of work into making things accessible. Um, oh, cool. So that's good news. But no, yeah. I mean, just really good. I mean, there's just there's not that many options out there. You, you you look at these, I was looking at lists of, you know, like the top 50 apps you must have. There's so many around health and fitness. Yes. <laughs> I'm not that interested in any of that. So that discounts about 25 of them. Um, <laughs> productivity is what I'm interested in. And I've, I mean, things like, I mean, interestingly, my WhatsApp no longer shows up as an app on the Apple Watch either now. That doesn't seem to be there anymore. So I think they may have taken WhatsApp off. Well, yeah, they did do ages ago, didn't they? I mean, you still get the notifications, right? I get audio message, oh, WhatsApp. Oh, right. Okay, but so you, you get a notification. Actually, but you yeah, it's a notification else. you get, right. but it's not actually an app on there. They, they stopped oh, that, okay. which is a real shame. As I said, I think WhatsApp is really taking over when it comes to communication. I love it on Windows. Amazing. Coming up, I'm going to tell you my story this week about my uh, Lenovo laptop and the... Almost oh. complete disaster at the weekend. Oh, good. Oh, I like that. Carry oh, yes. on. There is a, there is a cliffhanger there, um, which was actually more me hanging off the cliff, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. <gonna> say, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, not ideal at all. So I'll tell you about that this week and uh, lots more besides. But stick around. Go get that cup of tea and coffee because next we're going to meet Greg Hayes, who's going to tell us all about his driverless car experience. One blind man and a guide dog. In a car. Alone. Driving. (gasps) Stick around. Details next. 
Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. You're listening to Double Tap, and Sean and myself are joined by a very interesting fellow. In fact, a long-time listener to our show, someone who listens to our show, and I believe Sean likes it. I, I'm, just, I'm just checking this with the lawyers. Is that right? Hmm. Yes, that is true. Well, has he actually said that? I mean, you well, know, is on that... the voicemails he said it. Oh, well done. Well, let's, let's keep this guy then. He's yeah. unique. This guy is amazing. Uh, Greg Hayes is with us. Uh, Greg Hayes uh, from Phoenix, Arizona. Hello. Well, hello. How are you? And yes, I actually do like the show. There you go. See, he said it. <laughs> well done, you. A Greg who likes us. I like it. Um, well, listen, Greg, first off, thanks so, so much for coming on to Double Tap. Um, as I've been teeing up today, we're getting you on to talk all about um, driverless cars. And it's a subject which we've talked about quite a bit on the show for quite a period of time. Uh, but none of us, well, I have had one experience, and I, I don't know if I'd necessarily call it the most exciting driverless car experience. I got in a car, uh, a Tes- I think it was a Tesla, and it managed to park itself with me inside it. Um, That's cool. That was it, really. Uh, yeah. And it danced for me, which was kind of weird. But other than that, that was my experience of a driverless car. Of course, car this in was a, a feverish park. dream that he had. No, this was. <laughs> I, I have video evidence of this. If I ever can find that video again, I'll, I'll play some audio from it. Because the the demo thing was just bizarre. They kind of did this whole thing with the gull wings go up at the side yeah. and it started as if it was flying, and then it was lights were going and doors were slamming shut. And I kept thinking to myself, you know, if that was my car, I'd be irritated by the fact that the car doors were continually being slammed shut. Wear and tear. Yeah, exactly. This is going to go against my warranty at some point. <laughs> but uh, Greg, you've had a much better experience, and and maybe we um, maybe we start off by explaining a bit about this. Now, I've been reading a lot about what Waymo have been up to, in particular in Phoenix, and we were talking about it actually just just a week or so ago. I was mentioning Phoenix, and I was mentioning Waymo, and yeah. funnily enough, your name because you live there it did come to mind, but I didn't really put two and two together to kind of come up with the idea of hey, maybe Greg's had a shot in this. Um, but you have. You've uh, you've been trying out driverless cars in Phoenix, Arizona. I like saying that. It's true. No, I um, Phoenix is a test site for Waymo. Um, they call it the Waymo One Cars, which is uh, and Waymo is a offshoot of of Google or Alphabet. And uh, so for a few years, they've been doing a test in some of the suburbs of Phoenix. And then this year, they came into downtown Phoenix. And I work in downtown Phoenix. So I tried very desperately to get on the beta program, but they wouldn't let me in. <laughs> so, uh, but then they went public a couple of weeks ago. And so I had a ride and it was great. So, right. right, okay, but what does that mean? I know Sean's desperate to jump in no, on this as well, yeah. right? Because we're all like, okay, what it's is driverless. this? So, I'm kind of intrigued by it. When you say went public, so what does that mean? So, pe- you can just turn up and go into one of these? Yeah, it's just like an Uber or a Lyft car. Uh-huh. Um, you put an app on your phone and you, you know, put your credit card in. but uh, And then you ask it to come and pick you up. It knows where you are by GPS. Uh, and this car just shows up where you are and you, you jump in and you go. And it's crazy because the, you know, it doesn't, there's no driver there. So I did this from, uh, the Phoenix public library and it was fun. Um, I went in, I thought it was going to take a long time for it to come. So I went into the library, got myself all comfortable and I, I got into the app and did this. And then it's like, okay, it'll be there in five minutes. So I jumped out. And uh, went to the front of the library, and a couple minutes later, a car came up right to the curb, right in front of the front door, and there were some people around that were very excited. Um, but and they were like, they saw that I was blind. I had my guide dog with me. I'm like, are you looking for a Waymo car? I'm like, yes. It's like right, it's right in front of you, and I could have gotten it to beep at me or something in the app, but. I didn't need that because I had I had some people that were just as excited as I was. You had a crowd. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> 
we can actually hear that. We we got the audio of that uh, arriving. And I, I, can I just ask before we listen to that, though, Greg, you said it, it stopped right in front of the main entrance to the public library. Yes. Does it actually stop, you know, does it use your phone to stop in front of you or does it just stop in a general area? I think it uses the phone and finds you. Um, I don't know. I've only done this once now. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing it again. But yeah, I believe it's looking at the GPS and trying to get as close to you uh, as possible. Oh, that is good. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's, let's hear that experience. Uh, this is you recording uh, that very experience in Phoenix. Uh, let's, let's hear how it went. So I have ordered my Wemo car. It's supposed to be here in a minute. How do you get in? I think you're supposed to have a code on your phone that you put in. All right, the let's door. see. Friend... Oh, there you, there go. you go. Have fun. Down yeah. a little bit to your right. To your... There you go. <laughs> this is crazy. So the trouble I had getting in was I didn't see the button on the app to say that to unlock the car. Um, apparently I was supposed to have pressed a got it button when I heard that the car was here and then I was supposed to press the unlock button. When I pressed the unlock button, the door handle jutted out so that I could open it. Until then, the door handle was recessed. Wow. That is so cool. Yeah, now, the, it the app itself, totally accessible, I'm guessing? Absolutely perfectly accessible there's even a place in there if you need you know for accessible stuff so i was able to go in there and say i want the car to talk to me as much as possible whereas a sighted person might doesn't oh, might not care great. so it ended up giving me uh telling me where i was so what can you ask it to say where are you going on your holidays um you know <laughs> You, you only get to say, you know, basically turn on verbosity. You know, do you want it to be verbose or not? And if you don't, you know, I, I don't think it gives you turn-by-turn -turn directions. But in this case, it was telling me and um, that uh, I'm about, you're about to turn onto Central Avenue. You've got eight minutes before you get to your destination, whatever it is. Uh, or you could just let, make it shut up. It's one or the other. And I'm intrigued by the experience inside the car, right? And we're going to hear a little bit of this as well. Um, but, you know, what's what I mean, you, you mentioned the voice is talking to you. Is it quite a calming experience? It's not like, you know, you've got uh, eloquence, you know, telling you you're turn by turn, right? It's, it's actually a... Oh, please, no. <laughs> as much as I <laughs> might enjoy eloquence. that. <laughs> it, is, it is a natural language voice. No, yeah, it, it is pretty calming. You sit in, it's just like getting into a cab or an Uber. Uh, you sit in the back seat. And you heard the door unlocking um, and it wouldn't, you know, unless I had pressed the button, it wouldn't have unlocked. So somebody else can't jump in the cab. Um, you get in the back. I happen to have my guide dog with me. Um, and then it, after it's, after you've buckled up and it takes off, but it's, it's very calm. It's very quiet because it's an electric car, right? So if you've mm. ever been into an, an electric car, you know, they don't make a whole lot of noise. Um, and it was great. And then the, the the voice is just talking to you and telling you what what's going on around you. Very yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's interesting you say the experience coming you know with the car coming up to you, it can beep at you and things because of course, like you say, that car turned up in front of you, you didn't even know it was there. So you you do need them to obviously make some kind of noise uh, to let you know that it's there, and that the fact that it can do that is good. And I imagine that this is all part of the. The testing process and there were lots of data being gathered on this and feedback as well. Is there any sense that you're getting that at the moment that they're asking you for feedback on the journey? And yes, yes, right. they are. They they are asking for feedback, um, and I think they're uh, you know electronically excited that I'm a blind guy because um, mm. they're they're looking for people you know with different experiences. Um, so again, I'm just doing it in the app. I wasn't talking to a person, but they they want to know what what's going on, and how they can improve. And it's uh, it's quite nice. And as I said, the, the test program has been going on for a few years. So originally, they used to have drivers in the car with you, you know, just in case. Um, but nowadays, there's nobody. So it was me, my guide dog, and nobody, uh, which Amazing. was a very strange. It, it felt very weird because I've I've never been able to drive. I've never been in a car without mm -hmm. another person. 
Exactly. That's that's the best bit, right? Sarah, my partner, Greg, has has asked me specifically to ask you this question, and that was, could you get in the front? Because she would like to get in and pretend she's driving, because she's basically a child. <laughs> take a stealing wheel with her. <laughs> yes. No. Sorry, Sarah. The answer is no, and oh, that really? would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so it's only the back doors that unlock. The the only only the back doors unlock, but yeah, it would be fun. Roll down the window and hold your cane exactly. out. Exactly. Right? <laughs> but at least you didn't get anyone saying that. You know, Wemo wasn't saying that they're allergic to your guide dog. There was no uh, exactly refusals right. there. There was no refusal of my guide dog. That's it right. Sniffed a, That's it right. sniffed a guide dog and just the car just drove away. That, that would yes, be uh, exactly. rather unfortunate. <laughs> but that but that's I mean this is again coming back to this thing about driving cars and why I think that for a lot of us, of course, we think about the independence and the travel and the capability. You know, I often think about all the wonderful things I could do with a car. And then I think the reality is I'll just go to McDonald's at, you know, three o'clock in the morning because I can. And of course, then I think to myself, actually, I could just get the car to go itself to McDonald's and just bring it back to me. So really, it's kind of pointless. But yeah, the the thing is, actually, it's much more than that, isn't it? It's about that, that being alone. We know as blind people, that getting into a car and travelling, on and it doesn't matter whether it's a car, any mode of transport we get into, we are surrounded by other people. It could be a driver in a taxi. It could be on a bus with passengers, on a train with passengers. So you're never alone. You never have that chance to sit there. And people love to talk to blind people. You know, people yes. just love to talk to us and tell us all the time about everything that's going on and, you know, what we're, what we're about to walk into and that we should watch where we're going. And all that stuff... Um, and it's just, uh, the freedom must be incredible just in that journey. It was great. And again, this was only a three or four minute, I mean, well, three mile drive. Mm. Um, so it wasn't the longest experience, but three miles is pretty decent. And yeah, there was this sense of calm and difference because I've just never experienced that, as I said. And it sounds like neither of you have either. And that's, you know, that's normal for a lot of us. I've, there's always somebody talking. There's always... You always have to be on your best behavior in some way, even when you're in the back of a cab. And uh, it's nice. It was nice to have it. Uh, what are you saying? What are you doing in the back? Of the cab? <laughs> what, are you, what, are you, what, are you, what are you suppressing? Uh, yeah. We won't. Uh, I will say. That, can I just say though? And in, in, in the taxis you get, and I don't know if this is just in the UK. I imagine it isn't. But I know that here there are taxis where you have the screen between you and the driver. Mm-hmm. Um, in London, they're called the Black Hackney cabs, you know, although I don't right. think any of them are black anymore because they're all different colours and adverts all over them and everything else. But, you know, they're essentially the, the old Hackney-style cabs. And you have this this sort of partition between you and the driver, and there's a button you can press which essentially cuts off the ability for the driver and you to have a conversation. It's like a privacy function. Yes, yes. And every time I get into one of those cars, I always say, is, is this the button for privacy? And mm-hmm. he says, yes. And I hit it. Um, yep. And I think that's good. Now we don't have to speak well, for the rest of this Professional journey. broadcaster there. Doesn't like to talk. No, there, my, was no, no, there was no button my terms. like that. For, no, for obvious reasons, there was no button. And actually, <laughs> when I got into the thing, I, I don't know if this was on the recording. Well, um, but I, I actually reached up. I, I asked, is anybody in the car? Because I didn't believe it. And mm. uh, nobody answered. So I reached up from the back seat and I patted around on that where the driver would be <laughs> to make sure there was really nobody there. And that's when you hit the manual drive switch <laughs> and you were in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good point, though. What, what, why would you, apart from the cool factor of this, right, driverless car, because it's all new, why yeah. would you choose this over something like an Uber? If you had the choice, would you prefer this over... Yeah, I would actually in the car. I would for multiple reasons. One is I, I want the technology to expand, so I want to help them out and give them feedback. But also that the whole you know getting a couple minutes to myself uh, yeah, it was a I've nice thing. Said, yeah. yeah, and so I'm. But you know, Sean, it's funny because I've listened to the prior episodes when the two of you were talking about this, and you're always saying. Not in my lifetime. It's mm-hmm. never going to happen in my lifetime. I think mm-hmm. the last time we mentioned it, I said at least 100 years. Yeah. Well, I'm here to tell you, come to Phoenix and <laughs> it'll happen <laughs> in your lifetime. You can go right now I, and do it. And that you can do it right now. And this just leads us, you know, it's going to expand right now. It's just downtown Phoenix and those couple suburbs that I talked about. I live in northern Phoenix, so it doesn't actually come to my house, unfortunately. But it's going to. And it's Google. So they're mapping out 
the streets, you know. Uh, so for a couple of years, people were watching these little Waymo cars driving around and doing extra mapping. And I think that's what it takes. That's the difference between what this is doing and like the Tesla that you were talking about, Stephen. Mm. The Tesla doesn't have all the good mapping information. So I, and so if you put it in some place that it doesn't know, it's not as reliable from what I can tell as, as the Wemo and the research I've done. Uh, but if they, if your city gets mapped, um, then I think it can. So, you know, maybe it'll come to Manchester or to Glasgow uh, next. I don't know. <laughs> well, I know that, I mean, for example, I know that in, in, not in Glasgow, but in Edinburgh in the UK, there is a, a, a fleet of driverless buses going around, but nobody on them apart from, you know, somebody pretending to drive it. And uh, I have applied for that job, by the way, thinking I'll just I'll be the guy pretending to drive. <laughs> That'll freak him out. Yeah, <laughs> sitting there with the glasses on and White the guide stick. dog. Put, put the guide dog in the driver's seat. Now that would be good. Um, but yeah, People you would know, believe it. <laughs> uh, just be, all I would be is an inspiration, though. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the thing is that you know it, it does feel like we are moving forward. I, I think, as we've said before on the show. And I don't need to rehash this, but we've said it umpteen times. A lot of this is down to regulation, and, and you know, and it seems that in America they are very keen to bring this forward, which is totally understandable. In the UK, there's a there is a real drive to make this happen sooner. Well done. Uh, thank you, and um, I think it will. I, 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 you know, trials I don't think are starting to that degree here. But I don't imagine it'll be far off. And I think it's something like a lot of these organizations will be looking and companies will be looking at Waymo to see what they are doing. And the fact that you're now talking about public testing, that's very interesting because that does push things along. Yes, okay, granted, it's a very specific area and a very specific place. But, you know, well, they'll all be in specific places at some point, you know. Um, And it's probably unlikely that you're going to get a Waymo and go from Phoenix to New York, although you possibly could, but you probably wouldn't. Um, right, but it's, it's going to be for those short journeys. I, I do want to ask you, and we'll play in the clip of the of the journey itself in a moment. But I just want to ask you one more thing: the, the you know, as, as much as we're all for this, and I know many drivers who are not, mm-hmm. and I know that there are a couple of blind people who have said to me over over time, I would never get in one of these things because I'm not going to hand my life over to, you know, a machine in this way. Did you have any fear about that? Have you had any fear? It doesn't sound like you do, but you know, have you? So the answer is no. Being blind, everybody, every time I get into a car, somebody is driving. I have to turn my life over to somebody else. It could be a cab driver that might have been drunk last night. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, it could be anything. And so I actually felt safer in this than I might in another cab because, again, the stats say it's safer. And, you know, the, the machines are able to compensate for things that people that might have, you know, uh, a bad, be in a bad mood, be in a bad medical way, be in some other way, might not be able to uh, take care of as quickly and as accurately and get a, get a, get a car out of uh, a dangerous situation. Well, having once been on a bus where the driver had a heart episode whilst the, the bus thankfully was coming to a stop. But the, the the investigation later said that the bus rolled about 10, 15 feet by itself before it actually stopped itself by hitting the bus stop. Hmm. Um, that does freak you out a little bit. You know, the fact that, yeah, I mean, it, it, humans are humans and we put our life, I mean, you get into a cab and you, as I have, I'm sure we all have had this experience. You get into a cab and there's some guy behind the wheel wheezing away and you think at any given moment this guy's life is just going to end and then so will mine. Um, well, keep it cheering, yes. Um, <laughs> but it's a consideration, <laughs> right? I mean, come well, on. You're absolutely right. As blind people, we do, you know, we, what are we, we gonna do, do trust. We put a lot of trust in other people, right, in other situations. There have been accidents with Waymo, and the, but the bulk of them have been other caused by the other person you know the third (laughs) third it's not uh, and people are actually out there yeah testing these things they see this driverless car and so they go and they break in front of it on purpose (laughs) oh wow (laughs) because smart yeah yeah because you know they want to test the technology so uh, i again i just felt safer uh in this than i than i would jumping into a into an uber right let's let's hear your experience inside the car this is what people really want to hear I've just pressed start ride. I'm in the car. Hello from Waymo. As 
just give us one minute to cover a few riding tips. This experience may feel futuristic, but the need to buckle up. Please buckle your seatbelt. We care about your safety. If you're having trouble, rider support will call soon. Okay, so I finally got Please buckled buckle up. Buckle your seatbelt. We care about your safety. This is very exciting. There is Please nobody in the car. If you're having trouble, and rider support I'm will call soon. A small sedan, probably the size of like a Prius or something like that. There is nobody in the car with me, right? Nobody up there. Uh, I'm in the back seat. Waiting for intersection to clear. And it just took a right turn. Proceeding on North Central Avenue. And as you can hear, it's driving and telling me everything about the ride. And my phone is telling me I've got eight minutes till I get dropped off. Just me and my guide dog in the car. We're driving on local streets in downtown Phoenix. And it's just doing, as far as I can tell, everything right. There is an ability to make on, on the app. I could make it pull over. Um, there is the ability to call um, for and talk to a person. There's emergency help needs, and now it's going to turn, uh, I'm guessing, left onto the street that uh, my office is on. Proceeding on West Encanto Boulevard. And that's correct. So the Almost there. Waymo pulled right up to the front entrance of the library. For your safety, now the I'm... doors will remain locked when we arrive. Pull the handle twice to exit. The first pull unlocks. The second opens the door. Okay, you heard that. It's gonna They're going to stay locked until I uh, open it, and it gave me directions on how to open the car. Finding a spot to pull over. Okay, so my guess is it's going to drop me off on the roadside. So it didn't pull into the parking lot. But you're here. Please make sure it's clear before exiting. Okay. So as I said, I, it dropped me off right outside the on, on the curbside. Now I was told to pull the door twice to unlock, and it did it. And I'm getting out. We've arrived at your destination. Please exit the car and contact rider support for Okay, I've closed the door, I'm on the curb, and I think we're done. Wow. <laughs> it's the future. Oh, I am. I want to move to Phoenix, Arizona. Can you help me with that, Greg? Says. Yeah, everyone come on says over. that. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll put you up. No, and it was great, and it just took off. You know, a couple seconds later, I heard it locking up, and it, it just left me. You know, there's something in there. I mean, obviously the verbosity is, you know, actually really useful. And it's yes. not too much. It's not overwhelming either. That was the thing I was wondering about. But what I love is that, you know, for example, it was obviously sitting waiting to go at one point, and you might be thinking something's wrong, and mm -hmm. it tells you waiting for intersection to clear. That can be that's just that little piece of information can be massively beneficial. Yes. Because then you know we're always sitting there thinking. What's happening? What's going on? What's going? On? What's yes. wrong? <laughs> yeah, um, that's incredible. Really, really brilliant. Now, I, I love hearing what I'm what what it's doing. Um, when I'm when I'm in a cab, I'm oftentimes turning on one of the one of our apps, you know, so it will tell me where I am. And so, in this case, it was it was doing it for me. Greg, I really I've got to thank you so much for recording that for us because I think that is really going to inspire a lot of people to to check these kind of things out when it comes along. Obviously, it's not going to happen overnight everywhere, but it is something that's clearly coming. Um, hundred years, hundred years. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting happening over, uh, now, Sean. Exactly. <laughs> no, but, no. You know, I mean, we had CES, right? We've just had CES, yes. and you know, everyone's all excited about that. And of course, driverless cars is a big thing there, but. It always just feels very much like a conversation about the future, what's coming. This is actually here. And um, I, I, we're going we're gonna to try and get Waymo on the show. I think it'd be really good to hear from them. And, and I know that I, I read an article recently um, about the fact, you know, that they're bringing in these accessibility features, which is brilliant. And clearly they are talking to 
organisations. I, I know, for example, I, I know they've spoken to a couple of organisations. I don't. I want to. So I won't say names, but in case it's for, I was to, I was told this privately, so I don't know if it's public information. But I know they are talking to blindness organisations, and that is really good news. And um, I, I just think it's all so exciting. The future is here, Sean. It's here. it's not hundred years away. It's hundred years away. Yeah, maybe yet, next but, uh, year. No, it's quite cool. This this service. Yes, I will give you that. He's, he's so excited. He just can't, he can't <laughs> gonna, bear to see it. <laughs> no, it's it's gonna it's gonna happen in cities first, of course. I'm not sure it's gonna yeah. get to rural areas in in our lifetime, but uh, hundred years. Yeah, okay. Listen, I I, I dreamed <laughs> of the day I would get anything above two megabit broadband. Uh-huh. And you know, now I'm getting a gig, and I'm like, "Wow!" No, so it know, does seem like you know, as, as you said, Greg, we've moved on from the trials now, which seem to be going for years and years, and rightfully so, right? These, these things need to be safe, um, and and to see you use this now in real life, absolutely amazing, and it just shows how how far the technology has come. So yeah, absolutely amazing. Can't wait until I can buy one. Well, well, well that's, that's the thing, though, right? You're not going to buy to. one. No, you're never going to no. buy one because you're going to end up renting this, this is as how a it's service. And joking aside, this is why I'm saying the hundred years because about the legislation, and until the only thing I worry about is human drivers. If mm-hmm. every car was self-driving, yeah, fantastic. It's the human drivers I, I have an issue with. That's what I'd be worried about. Someone actually, you know, hitting me. So I think until. These, this is the way it's going to be. No one's going to own a car. You're just going to open up an app and boom, it's going to be right in front of you. This is the future. But until they're, you know, global, international, I think that is going to take a while. But And, and hey, let's be honest, there's, there's one other ingredient in this, and that's 5G. Once 5G is fully operational and working the way it should, and I feel at the moment it's not even in close to no, at the moment, not. that is really where the power lies, because really it needs that 5G network in order to function. In order to, I mean, okay, on a maybe on Waymo it's a bit different because it's got mapped streets and everything. But I think for for the the rest of the world for this to be adopted, I think you have to have that five G connectivity because it's not just about where the car's going; it's where it is with other cars, and that will allow these vehicles to multiply very quickly. So yeah, this the very Tesla exciting. model would count on that absolutely. Exactly, yeah. Greg, it's been great having you on. Thank you so much for coming on. Come back soon. I'd love to. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for listening to the uh, greatest tech show ever made. If you want to say that, that's fine. You still there? Uh, Absolutely. I think I said in the email, I enjoy it, and then every now and then I learn something about tech. Every so often. Every (laughs) so often. Yeah. Slightly downgraded it. No, that's that's, that's more than I was expecting, to be perfectly honest. Uh, Listen, thank you so much. Uh, That's it for us today. We are out of here, but we'll be back again tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Sean. And uh, we'll catch you guys tomorrow. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. And bye-bye. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-TV every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.